Okay, good evening, ladies. Um, it is certainly a pleasure to be here. I must say that I was just looking over this calendar, and I am literally blown away by this whole, this whole meeting, uh, monthly, uh, you know, that people are, A, taking away from their busy life to work on themselves, but to deal with topics which most of us uh, go through life and... Um, you know, we know about, but we don't work on nearly enough. In yeshiva, the, there's a big focus on musr, on character development, on ethics. Really, there's two focuses. One reason a person always needs to have musr is because it's very easy uh, to lose focus in this world. We, can, we all know what we're supposed to be doing. But the reality of life is, is that we get caught up in the small things and we forget the really big things. I, I saw a quote recently. Uh, it's by, by a Gentile author, but it's spot on as far as uh, Judaism is concerned. Stephen Covey, many people may have read his book, Seven Habits, he wrote, Remember, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And for us, as, as from Yidin, it's very easy to forget that. It's very easy that they're icker, that the main part of ourselves, that we're... we're going to Olam Haba. This world's only a quarter. And what Musr really does, what Musr really allows us is to remind ourselves what's really important in life. What really we're here in this world for, what life is really about. The second thing about Musr is the idea of character development. First is to remind ourselves what we're here. And second is to really work on ourselves. And in, in, in that, there's really three steps. One is what's something called we read Musr over. Uh, you know, we, we get a, a, a breath of it, uh, know what we need to do in this world. Number two is cheshben hanefesh, to cogitate, to contemplate, to ruminate, to think about what we need to work on in particular. And all of us have strengths, which we have to maximize and utilize. And we have weaknesses, which needs to be worked on as well. And number three is once we are, we're cognizant of what our weaknesses are and, what, and how to use our strengths, is to really focus on it. And when I was asked to speak on Shabbos, the truth is I didn't know that you had done Erev Shabbos. I think I'm going to focus on Erev Shabbos. That's okay. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get to the calendar or know exactly you did it last month. But I think probably, although there would be some ideas that may be discussed last month, um, most of it hopefully will be new. Um, but with Shabbos, it's something that most of us, you know, I'm, I'm a role of a show of 80 families in Silicon Valley in San Jose. Um, I think some of us probably named a few or created a few miles away from my house. Um, not made, it's made in China, but it's created there. Um, and there are 80 families and a million people. San Jose has a million people, and there are 80 families that keep Shabbos. In Brooklyn, I imagine there are probably 80 families on this block that keep Shabbos. Uh, maybe, maybe the next couple of blocks. And both have its challenges and uh, benefits. Uh, it's a challenge to be one of 80 families, but it's also a benefit because you really think that Shabbos is all important. Um, whereas in Brooklyn, Shabbos is poshet. You know, it's something that everyone takes. And most people, as I mentioned, don't work on Shabbos. Many people are excited about Shabbos. Many of us, you know, do things for Shabbos. But making Shabbos into an avoda, into a stress, into something we work on, something we steig from, something we grow from, that's a little bit more difficult, and really, as we'll discuss tonight, 
it's one of the most important things that we can do in the world, not only for ourselves and our family, but for our own connection to Hashem. So the Torah tells us in a Parshish Bahar, the Torah says a remarkable Pasuk, you should watch my Shabbos and and uh, and be care and fear my Mikdash, my temple. I am Hashem. Says the Urachaim Hakalish, the great seventeenth century Moroccan sage. What is the juxtaposition? What is the smicha sakra? Why in the same pasuk do we have the Watching over Shabbos and uh, and being careful in the base of Mikdash. Says the Orachayim Hakadosh, Nirish Miskav and Lehasmich Mitzvah Shabbos, the Mitzvahs Shilafanatik Siv Lo Tasu Elilim Loimer Kashem Shavarazor Shkula Kolachalatera. Just like doing idolatry is is as if you're breaking the entire Torah, so too. The mitzvah of Shabbos, the mitzvah of, of keeping Shabbos, is equivalent to the entire turtle. Right? That when a person focuses on Shabbos, it's as if they're focusing on, in the, on the entire, uh, entire turtle. And indeed, the Rambam, Maimonides, now the Rambam in Mishnah Turtle has 30 prokim. For the Rambam, that's a lot. If you learn the Rambam, learn the Rambam he doesn't usually have 30 prokim on anything. But the Rambam has 30 prokim on Shabbos. So we know there's lots of details, lots of laws on Shabbos. I'm not sure if you do halakha ever. But it's, well, Shabbos is something you need to do correctly. You need to study the laws. So the Rambam finishes the whole 30 prokim of Shabbos. He says as follows. HaShabbos v'avorizorah ko'achas v'shtem Shabbos. And on the other hand, idolatry. Both of them are k'negeg shar ko'a mitzvahs. Shabbos is the sign between us and Hashem forever. Therefore, Zakhtar Ramam, therefore, explains the Ramam. The person who breaks uh, uh, all the mitzvahs is, is a Rishi Yisrael, but someone who transgresses and breaks the Shabbos is a breaking all, all, of, all of Torah. And the same thing, the person keeps it. It's as if they keep the whole Torah. But the Ram says a remarkable thing, that Shabbos is an icy. Ram is talking to a, a crowd in his generation, all from people, is an ice between us and Hashem. Indeed, the Katska Rebbe, the great 18th century leader of Polish Jewry, remarked that observing Shabbos properly does not mean dressing in one Shabbos clothing, eating Shabbos foods, and... and um, resting on that day. In order to observe Shabbos, a person has to be constantly aware that Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. If you want to be keeping Shabbos, it's not eating sholent or having kogos or cakes, or even dressing up or even going to shol. <laughs> if you zok the cuts, get up, you want to keep Shabbos, you have to remember that Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. The Chavetz Chaim and Allah Torah says, gives two mashalim. Two parables to explain this. Parable number one is as follows. He says, you want to know if, if a marriage is going well, or if an engagement, for example. So you see the chassin and the kaila, the bride and the group, and they're talking amongst each other, and they're, they're getting along. And then after a while, you don't see them talking. But you know one thing, that as long as the kaila, as long as the bride is wearing 
her engagement band. Things are going well. They're still engaged. But the minute she would give it back, the minute she would give back that engagement band, you know that the engagement is over. That means it's all over. Says the Chavetz Chaim, that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is this ice between us and Hashem. That the minute we have Shabbos, we have this connection to the Rebbein Shalom. If we give back Shabbos, right, we would be giving back that relationship. He gives another marshal, he gives another parable. He says, you know, when you go to a store, you want to know the store is to have it, do it open for business or not. As long as the, the um, store sign is up and has hours, etc., you know that the store is open for business. But the minute they take down the sign, it's as if the store is empty. Now, for us, you know, I'll be very frank. I have conversations. My show has people, you know, who finished Dafiomi, people, many people finish Shas. There are also individuals who are first starting to keep Shabbos, Bali Chuva. And I deal with all kinds of community people outside. And I, very often I'll say to the person, do you believe in Hashem? And if they're a, actually in the Bay Area, there are many people who don't believe in Hashem, and that's a different conversation. But there are many people who do believe in Hashem. So then I'll, if a person's ready for it, I'll say, well, what about Shabbos? And I'll say to them, and I'll send Thomas Rambam, right? Shabbos is a reminder that God created the world. If you keep Shabbos, <laughs> if you keep Shabbos, <coughs> what you're really saying is you believe that Rebbein Shalom created the world, and you have a connection to Hashem. If you don't keep Shabbos, right, you're not cognizant, you're not aware of that. But you know what the funny thing is? I said this to, I went to Lake Red Yeshiva, I went to Mir Yeshiva, Shara I've had this conversation with Bnei Torah, I've seen Bakram come every summer to me from Shara and he discussed Shabbos, and most of us never think on these terms. We don't go into Shabbos thinking. <laughs> Today is the day where I'm reaffirming that there's a rebellion of the world. And as the Chatz Kirby says, it's not enough to get dressed for Shabbos, to eat for Shabbos, to rest on Shabbos. Right? Then on Shabbos, we're supposed to remember the Rebbeinu fears the world. The Rebbeinu runs the world. How God created the world. He rests in the world. And that's the main thing of Shabbos. We're supposed to rejuvenate our Amunah, our faith on Shabbos. We're supposed to come into Shabbos in a, in a changed mind frame. And if we're not doing that, then we're not really keeping Shabbos as a consequence. Then we're missing the, with, with the basic fundamental of Shabbos. We can eat the most delicious foods. We can dress to kill, right? Or dress just because of it even better, right? <laughs> right? We, could, we can sing Zmiris. You can sing Zmiris. And you can never think about this. You can never. It's possible to put on a great show and never think about what Shab- the real message of Shabbos is. And the real message is that it's a relationship to Hashem. <laughs> it's a connection to Hashem that we're supposed to be reminding ourselves. Now, we think, you know, of course you do that, but it's not as simple. And the Katsukurebbe was talking to his Chassidim and saying this. It's possible to go to a Ritesh and do the whole thing and never think about Shabbos Hashem. Now we think about, if I break the Shabbos, but never think about that the whole keeping of Shabbos is reminded that Rebbein Shalom fears the world, Shem created the world, Shem's involved in the world, and that's what I'm doing on Shabbos. I think that, 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 that's the purpose of it, that's our connection uh, to, to, to Hashem. And because of that, because the focus is this connection between us and Hashem, Shabbos has the most Kedusha. Says the Aruch HaShulchan. Now the Aruch HaShulchan was the Rav of Navardic in the later half of the 19th century. He was the brother-in-law of the Nitziv, the Rosh Hashiva of Valazhin. And his work on Halakha is one of the most important Halakha works of the past 150 years. 
And Aruch HaShulchan starts his works, his halachas on Shabbos with the following statement. Aruch HaShulchan, Kedusha Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos. Because again, the Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos comes from this concept that we're recognizing it's the oath between us and Hashem. Is Lamaila Mikol HaKedushas. More holy than any other holiness in the world. And the bracha from Shabbos, the bracha of Shabbos, is Lamaila Mikol HaBrachas, is greater than any other bracha. Therefore, it was sanctified and blessed from the beginning of creation. And the Torah tells us, First blessing we find in the Torah is by Shabbos. And God sanctified from the beginning of creation, Shabbos. It's a source of blessing. A source of blessing. For all of the days, all the days of, of, of the week. Therefore, says the Arach HaSholchan, the Torah says in multiple parshas, talks about Shabbos, more in all of the places. Why in all these parshas? The rest of the week is dependent of the success the Kedusha, the holiness, the greatness, the connection to the Rebbe Yishon, the connection to Hashem, is dependent upon Shabbos. Therefore, even the weekdays, for those who say the whole davening, at the end of the davening, we say every day, Hayom Yom, today is Shabbos, Shabbos, of Shabbos. The Ruach HaShulchan then continues, I'll just say it very briefly, I don't want to go through this whole thing. HaShabbos, he Iker Emuna, Shabbos is the foundation of faith by Kodesh Baruch of God. Shabbat Elam, Yamim, Right? It's the, again the foundation of faith that Kashbark who created the, the world in six days. And on the seventh day he re- he rested. So <coughs> when you see when you talk about Shabbos. The Torah t- tells us how do we keep Shabbos, right? So again, Shabbos has, you know, again, if we're not thinking about Shabbos, if we're not thinking what the meaning of Shabbos, and for us, again, you know, I mentioned in the beginning, it's very easy to live and lose focus. It's so easy, which is why this a class like this is so fantastic and so wonderful. And just coming, anyone who comes to class like this is misbar of Hashem for putting time in to think about things. But when you think about Shabbos. Right, it's as I mentioned, it's very easy to lose focus on what Shabbos is really here for. <laughs> it's to connect us to Hashem, to remind us about Hashem. And sometimes you just go through all of the motions and forget what the, the where it's supposed to lead us to. You know, like the Alter Mikelim used to say. Sometimes you know you can st- stick a, a, a like a, a red string on your finger to remind you. My wife changes her ring, you know, wherever she puts her ring. But he says like very often halacha is to remind us of something. But if people put the, the string on the ring on their finger, or they change their ring, they forget what, the, what it's there to remind them about. All of the halachas of Shabbos is to bring out this connection to Hashem. So I wanted to discuss, actually, I saw, if, you just re, if any of you want to memorize this, they would get really good, really, really far ahead. It's really remarkable. I, I didn't realize it would be taught on Erev Shabbos, but I want to do focus on Erev Shabbos, because I think that if we have the right perspective on Erev Shabbos, really it could tra- be transformative of Shabbos, itself. If we're prepared on Friday, 
then Shabbos itself can be that much better. The Torah tells us, talking about Shabbos, Sheishas Yamim Tavod Vasisa Kol Malach Techa. You should work for six days, with six, day, six days. You should do all of your work. Kishetavo Shabbos, you benecha kilo kol malach techa Shabbos comes. All Rashi brings down the, the marriage. It should be that as if all of your work is done. Shlotzahar acher hamalacha. You shouldn't. And Shabbos comes. Nothing. Zero. Zilt should exist. You know why? Because we just discussed it. Shabbos is this opportunity. To connect to Hashem. It's the holiest day. Holy of the Yom Kippur. <laughs> holy of the Yom Kippur. Right? It's the holiest day of the year. It's the greatest opportunity to reaffirm our Amun and Hashem. To connect to Hashem. What could be more important than that? What, what, is, what can be comparable to that? And I always say, every year my show, I always tell people, Shuva, 10 days of repentance. Why in the world would you put extra time in? Of course, if you deal it's closing, you have no choice. You have to do it. It's a Shabbos. But everything's going to be decided on Yom Kippur. Focus on Yom Kippur. Focus on Yom Kippur. That's the whole DNA of potential for the year to be Yom Kippur. When you come to Shabbos and a person's cognizant, a person's aware of, appreciates the opportunity of Shabbos, the importance of Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos, right? nothing can compare to that. Nothing is important to that. Anything else is like, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Gemara compares the Eight Sahara the evil inclination to a fly. Like a, a fly. And then Farshan discuss why is the Yitzhar compared to a fly? So, and the answer perhaps is, you know what, the fly is still involved in something really, really important. Like, really important. All of a sudden, like a fly starts buzzing at them. You know, and they start looking around, and like, they lose focus. They can make like, the most important. Like, I've seen adults on tables, like, chasing flies, right? Like, normal people, because a fly pulls away your attention. And when you think about what Shabbos is, nothing is as important. So says the Chavetz Chaim, excuse me, says Rashi, Shabbos, every, there's nothing that should exist. Right? If it's your wedding night, you don't think about anything. You think about your wedding. Nothing else is really important. Rev Dessler, Dessler, for those who don't know, Rev Dessler, for those who don't know, was one of the greatest Bali Machshava people thought of the, in the early 20th century, and uh, his work is widely studied. In Nechtem Eliyahu, his one piece, one piece on Shabbos, and his focus is on Erev Shabbos. <laughs> his focus is on Erev Shabbos. And Redesler quotes this Rashi, that a person, when they come into Shabbos, they see nothing else exists. Right? I actually I have two weddings next two weeks, I'm, you know, preparing these customs and colors. So I have weddings often. I'm and I always, you know, you, you, you try, you, when you try to do a chasen katan, it's like they worry about how the dress looks, is the food okay? Like, you just say, like, what are you worried about? You're getting married now. Don't worry about anything else. Enjoy your wedding, right? Focus on what's important. Don't get caught up, hung up on the small things, right? And Shabbos, of course, is this all-important day. Is this all great opportunity. And, like, really, that's Jimmy the message. That's sort of Dessler. This is what Hashem wants from us. So like, we think, you know, this is like a nice thing. Rashi's bringing that. This is our expectation to strive for. If we're not there, you know, again, what we're supposed to aim for, what our goal is to be. Right? Our is a nidrash mal. This Hashem wants from us. 
Hadvikusa Bekdusha Shabbos, that our connection, our Vivekas to the holiness of Shabbos, Tiakol Gedola, should be so great. Sha'afim Yamor Be Erev Shabbos. Even a person would be sitting in Erev Shabbos, Be Emsa Asik Godol, in the middle of a great deal. Umachin Me'oid, and it's very busy. Kishiyichnas Shabbos. Right? When Shabbos comes, lo benavsho, shum It's not going to think about it. Doesn't exist. Not important. Why? Ki lu'umois. Lu'umois. Oitzim kudusha Shabbos. Compared to the, the, the tremendous holiness of Shabbos. Kol divrei o'ilam hazeh. Ka'ayin That's not important. It doesn't make such a big difference when a person is cognizant, aware of how great and how important Shabbos is. This doesn't make, it's not that important. It's kind of like that wedding. Stop worrying about if the, the steak is really cooked, if, you're, if your shaito looks so per. I can't appreciate that, but. Uh, <laughs> right? Right? If your makeup, enjoy! This is what's important. Shabbos. Kusha Shabbos. Kikulam ke'echad. Anything else in this world is only a focus. Everything in this world, when you think about it, that we're eating, we're sleeping, we're dripping, we're drinking, we're making a living, it's all to connect to Hashem. Right? That's what we're here for. Right? Our purpose in this world, our existential reason for living is to connect to Hashem. And there's no bigger, no greater, no more bombastic opportunity than that than Shabbos. That's only everything in this world, whatever it may be, it's to get us to the tachlis to connect Hashem. Shabbos and Shabbos. If you hit Shabbos correctly, you hit the tachlis. You hit the purpose. Gather Shabbos says of Dessler. Shabbos is a knisa gemur laruchnis. Is the beginning of spirituality. I, you know, I, I heard many years ago from a veteran person in Kirov. Told me. If you want to save someone from intermarriage, you gotta get them to keep Shabbos. Not kosher, and not. I've been in the Bay Area for many years. Again, my shul is from shul, but I, since I'm there, and I deal with a lot of people. And the reality is, if you don't keep Shabbos, <laughs> right, then you're in danger. It's only that part of the world of losing who you are. And for ourselves, who are zayicha, to be in a world where Shabbos is pashit, simple, <laughs> it doesn't. It's second nature. But it doesn't change the fact that the whole beginning of spiritual growth is Shabbos. If you want to know how we're doing, the litmus test is how we appreciate Shabbos. How we come into Shabbos. What we gain and what we glean Shabbos. It shouldn't be that we're the same person when we left Shabbos than we came in. We're supposed to be different. We're, it's supposed to be transformative Shabbos. Right? Because Shabbos is the, the Pesach, is the beginning of all of Ruchnias. As, as the Aruch HaShulchan said, it's the, the most Kedusha. Just like all of us would feel bad if we went to Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, we didn't feel changed. Who would feel bad? <laughs> right. It should be, of course, the, the difficulty, or the challenge, I should say, is that Shabbos is weekly. Right? But that's the opportunity, too. <laughs> that's, that's the greatest opportunity. We could steig, we can grow, we can blossom from the weekly Shabbos. And that's what we should, or, or should be doing. So Kedusha Shabbos is lachto gamotei chamaisa, and if, if Shabbos allows us to be put into emotion, to grow, 
to steig, to, to blossom during the week in Rukhnes as well. As well. Then he, he embellishes uh, on that as well. And the truth is, I didn't know, by the way, I, I, again, I'm, I'm impressed. He even did Erev Shabbos. I didn't realize he did that. But Rav Pam, and in his Rebbe, in his you know, older contemporary, the Rav Yaakov used to say that in America, we've conquered Shabbos. You know, by the 19, late 1970s, 1980s, they were willing to say that today, in the firm world of Shabbos, we've got Shabbos back. But we still, they used to say, that we still haven't got Erev Shabbos back. We still haven't accomplished which should be the, the musog, the idea of the avoidah, of the service of Erev Shabbos. The Erev Shabbos allows us to gain on Shabbos itself. The, the, the preparation on Erev Shabbos allows us to come into Shabbos on, on, on a higher uh, level. It, you know, there are actually many halachas in Shulchan Aruch about what, how one should prepare on Erev Shabbos. The Chavetz Chaim in the Bar Halacha discusses is it Deraisa? Is it biblical in nature? Is it Derabar and Plapis or Rabbinic? But according to all, it's actually a mitzvah to prepare uh, uh, for, for Shabbos. And here's the question. There is, with possibly the exception of one of the holidays of discussion, it's really not a mitzvah to prepare for anything else. Right? I know Chasidim, by the Chasidim, preparation is all important. But in real life, mitzvahs doesn't exist by other things. And the question is why? Why is it so, so crucial by Shabbos to have a mitzvah to prepare? So Rav Shimshon Pinkus in his, in his Sefer brings down a remarkable thing. He says, the way a person gets Shabbos, appreciates Shabbos, is the preparation for it. That to the extent that a person prepares for Shabbos and is excited about Shabbos, that's how much kedusha, that's how much growth they'll get from Shabbos. That means you cannot walk into Shabbos and say, I want this connection to Hashem. I want to come into Shabbos, and Shabbos should be so transformative. You know, it's like, because again, it's not my metaphor, it's not Rav Pinkus' metaphor, it's Chazal's metaphor. Shabbos is like a wedding. Imagine coming to your wedding ill-prepared. You don't have a dress, you don't have, a, you don't have the care, you don't have the band, right? So you will go into your wedding, get any, it, it won't be the wedding. And even if, if you're not excited about the wedding, it's not a wedding as well. Shabbos is compared to a wedding. Says Rav Pinkus, to the extent that a person prepares for Shabbos, and the extent that a person is excited about Shabbos, that's how much kedusha, that's how much holiness, that's how much growth they'll gain, they'll, they'll, they'll glean from Shabbos. From Shabbos. The stipler going um, from B'nai about 25, 30 years ago, so he pointed out that because Shabbos has, and again, for ourselves, if we remember what Shabbos is about, has this idea of Amuna, of faith in Hashem. There is, as we li- go through Shabbos, we think that Hashem created the world in six days and rests on the seventh, and that He's constantly recreating the world. Shabbos has the ability, the capacity to atone for any sin. To atone for any sin. And why is that? Why, why, is, why would Shabbos have the ability to, to atone for any sin? Do you have your questions with this? Any, any ideas? Why would Shabbos atone for any sin? Anybody? Well, the Shomri says allows us to gain and to glean from Shabbos. You keep comparing it to a wedding, and the day of the wedding is considered like a personal Yom Kippur. Oh, that's very good. That's an approach. That's an approach. And that means that it has this tshuva effect, and Shabbos says tshuva, yeah? Maybe when we atone for a sin, we're coming closer to Hashem, and that's the whole point of Shabbos, is to reconnect ourselves with Hashem. Good. Anyone else? So on that, on, on that note, when a person sins, when a person, whenever a person sins, person comes to sin. So Chazal, our sages tell us 
The only way a person comes to sins is nichas plus ruach shdos. You lose faith in Hashem. If you saw cameras on all sides, they're being recorded like I am over here, right? So you're, you're not going to do anything wrong. So what happens? You lose faith for a moment, right? If you if you, if you imagine that God was looking at us as we benched, trust me, you know we would sit there slowly, right? We say a bracha. We would feel Hashem when we we're doing it. We would act differently. So when a person messes up. When a person does something in errors, it's because they lost focus for the moment. Shabbos reminds us that Hashem runs the world. And therefore, Shabbos has the ability to atone for all sins. Shabbos has the capacity, because it reminds us that Hashem is the world, that strengthens us, and that is a tikkun, and a rectification for anything we did wrong. That's what the sniper said. He points out that that's only if a person prepares an error of Shabbos. If a person prepares on Friday, then they can benefit from the power of Shabbos. And the Ramatzel says, he says, I actually saw this once to say for Zerah Kaidish, that that's why we start Kiddush Friday night. Why do we say Yoyim HaShishi? Why do we say the sixth day Friday night in Kiddush? Right? Says because Shabbos it starts on day six. Starts on the sixth day. Therefore, if you prepare an Arab Shabbos, prepare on Friday, you'll gain from Shabbos. And that's why in Kiddush, Friday night, we say Yom Hashish Yom Hashishi. Uh, there's that and, and in fact the the Svarim the, the works bring down the tour, for example, the tour the great uh, late, uh, late 13th, early 14th century uh, German and Spanish sage whose uh, code was the precursor to Shulchan Aruch. So he springs down in the beginning of Hilchah Shabbos the famous story of Shammai. Shammai, Shammai throughout the week would go to the store, go to the store, look, and he sees something nice, say, oh, this is great for Shabbos. If he found something better the next day, he would say, Oh, I'll use it. I'll use. I'll go ahead and use this for Shabbos. And every day he was remembering Shabbos. Whereas Hillel, his contemporary, he would say, "No, I'll use everything on this day." When Friday comes, I'll buy from Shabbos. That's what the Torah brings down. The Bach Rabiol Circus quotes many opinions that in this case we follow Shammai. It explains why we can follow Shammai because there's an idea that every day of the week a person should be thinking about Shabbos, being excited for. Shabbos. Indeed, the Ramban says, this is Zachar, so Yom HaShabbos Lekadsho, the Pots, remember before, we said before, Zachar, Yom HaShabbos Lekadsho, you should remember Shabbos to, to sanctify it. He says, you should remember it all the days of the week. And he says, that's why we, we speak about Shabbos every day. Most of us, I'm talking about Friday, we should be ready. Most of us don't think about Shabbos on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. But if we realize what Shabbos is, if we be cognizant, we would appreciate what Shabbos is, what the potential would be, Right? The bonanza that Shabbos affords to us, certainly we'd be thinking about Shabbos uh, throughout the week. Um, the Gemara says that Eliyahu and Navi won't come on, on Erev Shabbos or Erev Yom Tev. And the Gemara says the reason is, is so people will be so busy preparing for Shabbos that Eliyahu can't come on Erev Shabbos because it would throw off all of her shopping for Shabbos. That's how important Erev Shabbos is. So I just want to discuss some of the ideas about about erev Shabbos uh, in order to get us, uh, you know, to you know, to the next levels. Actually, there was a, a famous sage called Zalman Baran. He was a he was a tzaddik who lived in Yerushalayim about a hundred years ago, 
And this Zalman Baran, right, was. Uh, you tell the story? Okay. Uh, Zalman Baran, so he was known to live it up on Shabbos. He would go ahead, he was a poor, like most Jerusalem Jews were 100 years ago, he was a poor Jew. But Shabbos, he was a rich man. He had five types of fish, he would have beef. He would have all kinds of fruit platters, and this is not with the stores you have in Brooklyn. So it's like, you know, uh, you know, San Jose, we have one kosher store and one kosher restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah. He had to make he had to make big efforts for all of this, and he had all his kids in, involved. He would all have all, his whole family involved. They would repair the wicks. They would they would shine the lichter's kids, and they'd be all excited. But Rizal Moran said that the highlight, the highlight of his week, where he felt Shabbos come in. Is right before Shabbos. He was not a wealthy man. He cleaned his clothes. He didn't have new clothes on Shabbos. He would take out his shoelaces, his weekday shoelaces, put in his Shabbos shoelaces, and say, L'Kavit Shabbos Kaidish. That was this spiritual Jew's highlights of his week. But he changed his shoelaces, and he said, L'Kavit Shabbos clothes. This is an honor of the Shabbos. This is to prepare me for the Shabbos. And if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam brings down the greatest sages, right? If you look at the all-time favorite sages of the Talmud, all of them were intimately involved, very busy people, in preparing for the Shabbos. The, the Shla and the Chida both bring down, in fact, I saw this even on the calendar, that one should say when they're preparing for Shabbos, this is L'Kavit Shabbos Kardash. This is an honor of Shabbos. Why does a person do that? Because when we articulate that, when we say it out, it helps us mentally Prepare for Shabbos and be excited for Shabbos to realize that this is what we're doing and how important and how wonderful it is. The Shari Tshuva, right? You know, uh, when I was younger, I used to play. I was on the, on the, on the I used to play in the basketball team when I was in uh, Miami, where I grew up. And I had a coach. Um, I used to always say, "No pain, no gain." I know everyone hears that. No pain, no gain. And really, with Shabbos, to the extent we push ourselves, like in anything in spirituality, that's really the gain. The Shari Tshuva, who was one of the great halakha uh, codifiers of the past 500 years, Shari Tshuva says, to the extent that we sweat for Shabbos, right, it wipes away, like tears do, any of errors you may have done during the week. The Divra Yol Satmarov said that preparing for Shabbos, right, saves a person from the travails of, 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 of Mashiach. So, you know, as I mentioned, as mentioned, first of all, the first thing is to give time for Shabbos, right? To stop early in the day and to have time to prepare Shabbos. Eliyahu Navi doesn't come on Friday for this reason. There's a famous story by the father of the Ramah, Rama, Rabbi Isser, right? Isserla, right? So Rabbi Isser was a businessman. Ramah actually grew up, he was relatively wealthy. For those who know who the Ramah is, right? Uh, the the Ramah was, of course, the Poisek for Ashkenazi Jew, the 16th century Rav of Krakow. So Ramah was actually wealthy. He had his own kolel. He supported people. And the Ramah got his money from his father. The Ramah's father of Isser was a devout Jew. He was a tremendously devout Jew. And every single Friday, every single Friday, he would end his business day at 12 at Chatzais. At Halak at Chatzais. Period. It didn't make a difference. Like that's what I said, because when you weigh out what's really important in life versus Shabbos, it didn't make a difference to the Isser of Krakow. Well, one day, he got a knock on his door. It was a couple hours before Chatzais. A duke. Now, today, you know, a duke is like Warren Buffett. 
Rav Dukes were in, 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 in San Jose, like, you know, you know Sergey Brin and Mark Zuckerberg, right? These guys, people, billionaire, came into his store and he, he, he asked their law, his father of Israel for the greatest order he'd ever have. Literally, he's taking out the store, taking down box and another box, and it's going on, going on. And Chatzos happens. And Isser tells this Duke, hey, I, I, you know, I really I have to stop the order now. I have to stop the, or, uh, the, 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 order, the order now. And Duke looks, are you out of your mind? I'm buying out your store. I'm buying out your store. You know, you, you, um, if you don't finish the deal, take 15, 20 more minutes, I'm going somewhere else. You know, if you come back on Sunday, I, I have a, Shabbos is coming, Chatzot 12 o'clock halachic time, right? I gotta go. The Duke walked out of the store, took all his, his money business with him. Now there's different, farms say different things. Some say he had a dream, some say, you know, he, he, the, he, the Ramaz father said it. But within a year, he had a son called Ramesha, right? And he's the, the, it said that his chutz, that the merit to have the Ramah, the leader of Ashkenazic Jewry, was in the merit of that, giving up that deal. And I always thought that, you know what the Ramah is called? Ramosha Israelis. Ramosha Israelis, right? Ramosha, the son of Isser. Because the merit that we, are, even today, I, even, even tonight, I sit over Ramah, right? The merit of his father is eternal. What would that deal have got him in the end of time? Right? The merit, Ramosha Islas, the son of Isser, that we learn his Torah, we learn from him, is that his father stopped at Chatzais. Because Shabbos is more, was, was more important. Now, I didn't see this anywhere, but I think it's always a good thing. And, you know, and certainly the Torah bring down that music. So I always say, a good idea, Friday, Friday is turn on music. Why turn on music? I drove yesterday to my Rebbe of Shmuel Kamenetz with my kids, seven kids in a car from Brooklyn to Philadelphia, two ways is not easy. Jet lag kids too. Right? Trust me. <laughs> so you know what I did? I, I, and literally, actually, my my sister was very kind. She gets all kinds of things to help us out. But seven kids, young kids, car ride to Philadelphia, back and forth, not easy. Turn the music. It's a different vibe in the car. It's a di- it's a different vibe. It's a different preparation. Certainly, if, you know, the, the old customs is Shira, Shira on Friday, to sing mirrors. You come on a Friday, it should be music. It really, I doesn't, it's, these are ideas, you know, it, uh, but we'll get to the halakha parts in a minute. Music has its in, in, in ability to allow a person to connect on a Ruchnitz level and to prepare a person as well for Shabbos. You know, you should, a person should be psyched up for Shabbos, right? Excited for, or for Shabbos. So music is helpful. The Gemara brings down in Baba Kama that one of the Takanas of Ezra, one of the ten um, things which Ezra said that what we should all do is that women should bake chalas for Shabbos. Right? Women should bake chalas for Shabbos. The Magen of Ram, the Magen of Ram says that the reason is is because it's to, it's we know that Chava caused Adam to sin on erev Shabbos, and as a rectification for that. A woman should go ahead and bake chalas for Shabbos. The Yaivitz, the great rob of the 18th century Netherlands, brings down it's because of the lechem upon the shobra, which is changed on Fridays. But either way, right, it's a tremendous idea. The Sandler Rav once said that if a Yiddish woman would know, would know how much kedusha, how much holiness it would be to bake bread for Shabbos, the, the, the bakers would not sell one challah. 
He wasn't talking about San Jose. <laughs> He's talking about Williamsburg, right? Now, again, of course, if it's, if it's anything, which is stress, a person, you know, there are times where everyone needs to buy chalas. But most of us, you know, we taught Erev Shabbos, preparing for Shabbos. Most of us today, we look for conveniences, right? And for working, it could be that it's not feasible for many. But to the extent a person could be chalas, right? This is what Ezra says to do, right? Not so. So that's what Ezra says to do. You want to know how a person could could tap in, prepare for Shabbos, baking challah. You know, I, I, my, they just had the Shabbos project, right? Shabbos project. So my mother told me actually. I think South Florida won the race to the most. They had six thousand, I think, people, something like that. Six thousand people baked challah. Six thousand people on a Thursday night came to Big Be- Khali. We had the whole South Florida do it together. It wasn't just one community. Right? Says so 6,000 people. By us, I'll tell you the reality. You know, we, even if we have time, sometimes we look for conveniences. It's the reality. But if you want to tap into the ability or power of Shabbos, Baking chal is not a new fad. It's not a new thing. It's the Ezra Sofer. It's in Halakha and Shulchan Arach. Right? It's such an important thing. I take that uh, my words are being accepted. You know, everything <laughs> goes well. The phones start going off. You know, the something with the catching. Right? So it's such a new thing. I, I once saw a story. I don't think it's in any of the Sfarim and Pinkers. It was so bombastic, so unbelievable, so mind-boggling. You know that Rav Pinkus's wife, Shimshin Pinkus's wife, Allah Shalom, she was once talking to her neighbor. It was Yud Aleph Nisan. It was Yud Aleph Nisan. Three days before Pesach. And Shabbos was between. I think Pesach was a Monday night. And the, 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 this neighbor asked Rebbe Pinkus, so have you started cooking? Have you started getting ready for Pesach yet? Like, what have you made so far? Which dishes have you made for Pesach? So Rebbe Pinkus told her, she said to her, getting ready for Pesach, it's still Shabbos. I'm baking challah today. She, so she said, are you serious? Pesach's Monday night, right? So she said, no, of course. My husband always tells me, how can we give up a cover of Shabbos? Not only that, she said that her, her husband didn't want to use paper plates. How, when you realize, appreciate what Shabbos is, how could you give up Shabbos? And now this is levels, by the way. Which I guess I don't think about it. If I tell her this story in the house, you, you know, I'm not just a dick, but it's appreciation what one Shabbos is, or pink is appreciated what Shabbos is. I, I saw a similar they brought over that they were, there was one of these Arab Shabbos before Pesach. They finished preparing for Shabbos. So they said, oh, so let's do Pesach things. Said, Absolutely not. Right? Shabbos. It, this week, Shabbos, Shabbos is here. <laughs> Shabbos is holier than Pesach. That doesn't mean you can't keep carrying your Pesach. But why would you give up even on one Shabbos? Why would a person want to give up on one Shabbos, Pesach says? That's a year who lives in love Shabbos. But even after they got to bake challahs right before uh, uh, Pesach, this idea of tasting the food, right? If you don't want to do it, I'm sure that many husbands are, I always volunteer in my house, taste the food before Shabbos. There's that concept, it's a mitzvah to bring a tamich to taste the food before Shabbos. Actually, I have this one. Taste the food before Shabbos. So the Muki Orachayim says, the reason why is to make sure the food tastes good. Right? You, you should want to go ahead and make sure it's so important that the food's good on Shabbos to connect that you want to try to taste the food for Shabbos. But even with that, it's actually a halacha in Shulchan Aruch 
that from the ninth hour of the day on, person is not supposed to have a meal. Not supposed to wash. Now we can have a snack if you're, if you're hungry. You're not supposed to meal. Why is that? Because you're excited for Shabbos. The main meal is, 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 is Friday night. Right? The main meal is Friday night. In the winter, actually, it's supposed to be even a, a, a little bit earlier. The ninth hour is, in a, it depends on the day. Obviously, in the winter, it's a, a tw- based on a 12 hour, 12 hour day. So, in the winter, it'll be a lot shorter than in, in the summer. Um, but that's a halakha and shulchan. You're not supposed to wash. If you're hungry, just have a small snack. But again, it's all part of this being ready for Shabbos. You know, certainly, I, I know the, the, this will make the, the Mexicans on uh, Bedford Avenue happy. There's actually, brings down the marriage, you should buy flowers for Shabbos. You should beautify, beautify the, the table for Shabbos, right? To go ahead and uh, buy, buy flowers. The Rambam and Shulchan Aruch bring out really the table. Should, it's actually Thursday night over here. Very impressive. You should, you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be Thursday night. If, it, if, it's, if you're working on Friday, you can do a Thursday night, great. But your table should be set coming into Shabbos. That's what's brought down. The table should go ahead and be set before, before Shabbos. The Mishnah Bura also brings down that a person should bathe for Shabbos, then get completely dressed for Shabbos for the ladies, and then like the candles. It shouldn't be, and actually the Shulchan Aruch Harav, the first Shner uh, Zalman from Liadi, the first Lash Rebbe, also brings down it's improper, really, to dress in a robes and slippers for candle lighting. When a person appreciates what candle lighting is, it's the first act of Kedusha Shabbos. Right? It's all effort. It's all excitement. It's all getting ready for it. It's all appreciating what Shabbos is. I know, you know, some of these things, it's all ideas, and obviously, you know, to the extent we can take it, it's great. But all the effort, every ounce, every bit, makes a difference. Um, you know, whenever you go to G'dayim these days, it's a little bit backwards, you know. People usually go for brachas and schoolas or real, you know, life uh, challenges. Uh, you know, most of us don't go on a day in, day out, you know, to ask basic questions or take advantage of that. Um, and you go to G'dayim, typically you see people asking for schoolas or brachas. So Rabbi Aaron Leib Steinman, the Gavel Hador from B'nai Brak. So people come to him all the time and they ask him what they can do for a shidduch, what they can do to have children, what they can do, you know, to get uh, to, for for shlema for things. And obviously, when you, everybody says these stories, it, it, there's no guarantee. But what he does tell them is number one, eight is as follows. He bases on the story of the Chavetz Chaim. There's once a family that they had been married for 15 years and they had no kids. And they decided, in no kids after 15 years, they were going to go to the Chavetz Chaim and ask for a bracha. And this family went to the Chavetz Chaim for a bracha. They traveled from Vidabisk for days just to get a bracha from the Chavetz Chaim. And they went to the Chavetz Chaim and they started crying to the Chavetz Chaim that they had been married for 15 years and they had no children. Right? It was before fertility and IVF. And they had no children. They didn't look too optimistic. So the Chavetz Chaim looked at the wife and it was Bela and he said to her, do you like candles before Shabbos? She said, yeah. She said, how many minutes before? She, she said, 18 minutes before Shabbos. He says, and why do you like 18 minutes before Shabbos? Why, why do you like before Shabbos? So she didn't know what to say. So he opened up a Chomesh, he opened the Parshas of Ayesha, which we read a couple weeks ago. 
And it says, when Yosef told his brothers and his father's dreams, the Pasuk says, that Yaakov was Shomar Esadar. Yaakov watched over, watched over what Yosef said. But Rashi doesn't say Shomar means watched over. Rashi says that ya- Yaakov anticipated. He waited for when Yosef's words would come true. So the Chavetz Chaim then opened in Devarim and says, Shomer Esadar Yom HaShabbos L'Kadshav. Shomer, the same word of Shomer as Yom HaShabbos L'Kadshav. You should wait. Wait for Shabbos, said the Chavetz Chaim. Wait for Shabbos to sanctify the Shabbos. That's how you keep Shabbos, said the Chavetz Chaim. He says, when you look at the next the Pesach, it says, You, your sons and your daughters. So the Chavetz Chaim told them, Shomor, if you wait for Shabbos, Actually, should we say this in Zemir? In Zemir, it's a Shomer Shabbos Habeinu Mabas, right? So we say Shomer Shabbos, right? So Chavetz Chaim said, Shomer, you wait for Shabbos. Atu Vincha, that this family went back. It's all good. I blame all these Apple people for this. <laughs> This family went back to their, to their Midabisk and they started keeping Shabbos an hour, an hour early. They took in Shabbos an hour, an hour early. And within a year, within a year, they had a child. The Chavetz Chaim was wont to say that don't come to me for bracha. Shabbos is the Makor bracha. We say that in Lechadadi. Shabbos is the Makor bracha. Shabbos is a source of all bracha. It's a source of connecting us to Hashem. It's the essence of Yidin. It's the essence of Amuna. It's the greatest opportunity. Everyone who's in this room, right? Everyone who's in this room, we all want to connect to Hashem. That's why we're here. Think <laughs> about, I give many things to do on Tuesday nights, right? But you want to, we, you want to know how to do it. It's, it's all here. It's Shabbos. It's Kodesh Mikol HaYomim. It's more holy than any other day. It's more a source of a bracha. It's a reminder that Hashem creates the world and everything is from Hashem. That's why Shabbos is Me'enol on the Ba, says the Zayar. Shabbos is the name of Hashem, says the Zayar. Shabbos is the Makorah Bracha. It's the source of all Bracha. It's the source of all blessing. And that's why the metaphor for the world to come is those who prepare for, on Shabbos, for an era of Shabbos, go, to, go enjoy Shabbos. You want to, want to take advantage of Shabbos, the Bracha of Shabbos has to be Yom HaShishi. It has to start before, ideally even before, like Shammai. But certainly Friday, if we, if we get Erev Shabbos, then we're Zoycha to get Shabbos itself, which is the, the greatest Makor Bracha. And as our sages said, if we prepare for Erev Shabbos, we'll be Zoycha to Shabbos. My Bracha to everyone, everyone here is that we should be Zoycha, all of us, to Shtag, to grow from Shabbos. Because Shabbos is the biggest Bracha, right? It's the biggest gift that we have. The Aptarov once said, the Gemara says in Shabbos, Tafyud, that, that, that Shabbos is a matanov. That God picked one gift. And the gift is Shabbos. That's the gift Hashem gave us. Zokta Aptarov. What does it mean that Shabbos is the gift that God gave us? He says, as much as we prepare, as much effort as we put in, it's still a bigger gift. It's still a greater gift. We should appreciate the gift. It's not a gift, as the Chatzur Rebbe said, of eating and drinking and resting. It's a gift to bring Hashem into our lives. If we should we should, we should, we should zaycha, to take advantage of Shabbos, and through Erev Shabbos, we should be zoyach of a bracha, of all the bracha Shabbos for ourselves, for our family, and for Kalei Yisrael. Uh, do you ask questions?
Questions? Any questions? I, I, yes. There's a big movement by many women to hold chatzos, to start keeping Shabbos at chatzos. And they really, I, I know many of these women, it's not me, but many of these women really feel there's such a difference going into Shabbos when they start chatzos and stop their, malo- their malacha and just do things. Right. So, this is, so thank, so thank you for that question. I just want to say one thing. You know, I, 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 everyone has their specialties. I guess my one of the things I do a lot is I have all people at different levels. Really, I, I have people coming from no background, and within a few years they're covering their hair and married to Bnei Torah. People really end up in San Jose, which is a from place who came from more modern circles and actually also become from. And what, the most daunting thing of anything in life is when you look at something as mission impossible. So I always compare, in general, ruchnius to lifting weights. You know, if you go to a gym, is a kosher gym in Brooklyn still? Still yes. exists? No. Not anymore? I always, I, there's always opening and closing. Okay. You know, it closed down. Okay. Well, there's a gym, right? Imagine. So you go to a gym, you see people lifting weights, right? And you know how to lift the weights before. You see people picking up a dumbbell, for, you know? A person is say picking up 200 pounds. What most people do is they, 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 they don't apply themselves. They give up. So I always say, if you want to gain and glean something, the way you grow in, in, in lift, weightlifting is you do a few reps. That's something you can handle. You build off, off of that, right? And then you do it enough and you go up to the next level. And you do it enough to go up to the next level. And with Shabbos, is the same thing here. And Chatzois, if a person could do that, he named unbelievable. Fantastic. But what happens is, you know, sometimes we can't do chatzais, but we could do a couple hours later. All the things I said, if, you know, I, I think, I imagine what Marash Saviva or any of these programs should be doing is take one or two things, the things we talked about. They take, if a person does one thing for Shabbos that they didn't do last week, it will improve the rest of their lives. It improves the rest of their lives. You know, the one loss of this, and this is fantastic, is that you only do it for a month. Right? Because it could be that we think we work on Shabbos for a month and another thing another month. Right? But Shabbos is a lifetime's work. And I, I, I always knock. You know, we think, you know, uh, you know, as Orthodox Jews, you know, we keep Shabbos, kosher, blah, 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 and we're done. Right? Shabbos is an avayda. Shabbos is, is, is a lifetime of work. It's a lifetime of work. Right? And it's weightlifting spiritually. So, I, so you know, a person to take a thing or two, whether it's chatzos, you can handle that, Many do with little kids. Their kids don't even get home before school before that, right? But whatever it would be, to take something. Pick one thing tonight. Come into shops and do it for a month. Then do something the next month. I mean, I would even suggest, I'm not here to suggest that, but you know, for Malachi Zaviva, you should, a person should be taking one thing a month and going through the calendar and seeing, am I doing that one thing throughout the year, right? It shouldn't be that we listen and we don't take anything on. Right? Take something which is real, take something which is doable, something that's practical, something that will improve ourselves, and continue it. Right? And then with, through that, you know, a person will eventually get to the chatzais, or whatever it may be. Well, the, the key is to take advantage, to take something they'll do, and be able to successfully, and then build off that. Any other questions? Okay, thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you.